And that's why when you bombard your mind every single day, it's, I'm such an anti-social media person sometimes, as much as I use it, we, we're, we're, we're brain dead. Yeah. We are brain dead because when we are supposed to have action now to save two million people, we're busy trying to educate people on a genocide. It's right. too late. We haven't got time. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Black Canvas podcast. Today, we have a full house. Um, there's myself. We've got Dems. Tiffany is back with us. Welcome, Tiffany. Hello, guys. It's lovely to be back. It's lovely to be back. It's great to have you here. And we have... Um, I feel like Busaya at this point is just like... You're just part of us. Like, I, yeah. I even calling you the guest at this point. It just seems, yeah, like it doesn't even seem right when I'm like, oh, and our guest is. But say, oh, it's just like, well, no, like you are just basically like, I, I, that's how I feel anyway at this point. Yeah, rel- relative of the show. Literally, like she's our very, very, very close cousin um, <laughs> at this point. Um, so yeah, we have a full house this week because I'm just going to get right into it. Like there, it, this week has just been like, unlike any week that I think any of us have ever really like lived through. I think um, particularly for us that are of a particular age, we have lived through quite a bit. Do you know what I mean? Like when you think about the last sort of 20 years, there have been a lot of notable um, moments in history that we've all lived through. But even for me, this week really has just kind of eclipsed anything that I can think of in recent memory. And of course that is what is going on at the moment in Gaza. Mm-hmm. Um, so as I said, we're going to go right into it, um, because ask, you know, how we're doing, how we're feeling that like everybody is completely in a state of shock and unable to really just like know what to do, what to say. Um, and we're here today to break down, I guess, what's been happening. I will caveat that, you know, none of us are like scholars, we're not experts, um, but we are human beings and we do have eyes, we do have ears, and we have, like, most people have been watching what's been happening in Gaza. Um, I would like to say um, that for those of you that are listening and, you know, maybe you're new to this or you've not really been paying attention, like, none of this started on October 7th. Mm. Um, And it's really important for us to begin with, I guess, setting the scene, setting the stage, um, it's impossible to talk about what's happened over the last couple of days um, without looking backwards and looking back at the last 75 years. Like, it's important to do that. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to go right into it and just be like, all right, so how did we get here? Like, yeah, how, how did we get here? And, and like, this is for anyone to jump in and just sort of be like, all right. And as I say, we only have a short amount of time to sit here and discuss this. So we are going to do our best to at least give a very as much as we can brief overview of the history but we definitely will at the end of this episode be signposting resources where you can read more reading is important guys honestly like Mm -hmm. it's not meant to be condescending in any way but reading is important these tiktok videos that try and break these stuff down it's they're great Mm -hmm. but you, you can't stop there so yeah this is for anyone who can just dive in and be like all right where did this begin from why are we here well, as thank you for that introduction, Topher. I think you've ex- you articulated it well. That's the starting place. I think mm-hmm. you can be as expert as you want, but ultimately it's your humanity and your empathy that's going to lead you and guide you and bring you to the conclusions that you need to come to and then also influence what you do after. So in the, in the most briefest way possible, and apologies in advance for any um, of the narratives that seem a bit like downplayed, 
to it, but in our quest to summarize it, we just have to start from somewhere. So essentially before the 19th century, um, there were a series of empires, both in the, you know, the West and the East and the area known as Palestine was under the Ottoman empire. Now in the start of the 20th century, the Ottoman empire was declining and some Arab communities that were occupying that place or living inhabitants that were living in that place were seeking independence from that empire. The British, whose influence was growing around the world, promised the Arab community that actually, if you rise up against Ottomans or help us rise up against Ottomans, then we will give you your independence. So World War II also came in that time. And as and throughout European history, there were persecutions against Jewish communities. So even up until before the Ottoman Empire, Jewish people were, they had a big class of refugees um, um, trying to go get into the Middle East and around the world to escape, uh, I guess, essentially Christian persecution. So they were seek. That's at the same time that the the questions around Zionism started to come about, where they thought actually they want like a, a Jewish state where they could be safe and they can call their home. So at the same time that they were that the British were promising um, the Palestinians that they will get independence, they also then promised um, the Jewish communities that they can have the state called Israel for themselves. So what happened is that they were then allowing, um, they were then allow, inviting um, Jewish refugees to kind of stay in, in Palestine and they were given a Palestinian land to Jewish um, communities and that then created that local tension in Palestine. Um, and then ultimately in 1948, uh, the tensions between the local Arab communities and uh, the new Jewish refugee community that was there got so much that they had to kind of find a solution to that. And then that became like the UN um, two-state solution where they would divide that area into Israel for the Jew as a Jewish state and Palestine as an Arab state and to kind of reward that reward for independence. Um, but then what they did is that they divided that area and they gave most of it to the Jewish community. Um, and of course, they took most of the land and the resources that were there. Um, and so a lot of the Arab community rejected that. Um, and then there was a series of wars that have happened up until this point, kind of claims over land until we've got to a place where um, Israel was able to expand its settlements even be beyond the UN borders um, and essentially displacing millions of, millions of um, Palestinian communities, subjecting them to Israeli law and servitude, essentially a colonialism where they're not in control really of their own um, livelihoods. Um, and they've separated two groups in the West Bank and Gaza Strip. Um, so, and under that regime, as I said, they've just been living oppressed lives. And so, of course, what happens when you're when you're an oppressed group, you can either be violent and understand that violence can sometimes be the only um, response to oppression, or you can try to politically. Politically, it never really works. And then you have groups that are trying to fight. You know, these are not. This is not. You're not. They're not just fighting for no reason. Um, and then we get to a place now where the casualties, the casualties have got so much. But obviously, the Palestinian group, they are poor they are poor so their even their response violent doesn't cause as much um doesn't cause as much damage as the israeli side the israeli side is well funded by the americans they have a lot of support in place and advanced military and technological structures that if you even see a conflict if you call it a conflict it could never be a conflict it would only be a massacre just based on the resources that they have and so even up until this year um they've been the israeli army have been entering refugee camps in palestine trying to target the Hamas group. So Hamas group is like the military political group that runs the Gaza Strip. And to target them, they bomb a lot of the refugee camps that civilians, Palestinian civilians who are refugees, um, reside in. 
And so Hamas responds as well. Sometimes Hamas also, you know, provokes some things, but ultimately it's in the concept of trying to fight for independence. Um, and then so the latest attack was over the weekend. Um, and then Israel decided that their response would be a complete genocide and wiping out of a Palestinian community. Now, I've said that, explained that with less emotion than we could and emphasize different parts. And there's several wars involved that, we'll, that we can dive into. But essentially, it's a conversation about an oppressed group who have rights to a land, who were given the short end of the stick in a UN um, kind of, what do you call it, like cutting up of the land, and who are now fighting for their independence under a, a group of people who um, essentially like, they, they welcomed in to share the land. Um, and now the world watches as that group of people are essentially annihilated and many different narratives have been weaponized in the process. A lot of the reason why people can't defend Palestine is because they haven't obviously got the international backing and recognition where they can have a seat at the international table, but also people fear that criticizing the is Israeli government makes you anti-Semitic. And as we know in the West, being called anti-Semitic is probably one of the worst things you can be called um, above, above anything else. So this is where we are now. Wow. <laughs> Thank you so much for for that. And, and and as you say, like that's a really quick rundown, but I thought that was actually a pretty good rundown, um, at least in terms of like introducing people to mm -hmm. the context. Um, and as I'm going to keep stressing throughout this whole conversation, guys, please, there is, you need to be reading. You need to read, but that is definitely a good starting point. Um, and what I found interesting, like, looking into this myself and just educating myself even more because like the Palestinian and Israeli, and I don't even like calling it a conflict because it almost suggests that like there are equal, like both sides are equal um, when actually no one side is oppressed and the other one is the oppressor. Um, mm. But I think it, it's something that has always quietly, and, and I say quietly, not, not to offend, but it's always kind of quietly been in the background in my life. Yeah. I feel like it's something you've, you know, you've kind of always been mm. aware of, but not, but not really like, unless you really, I guess were proactive and, and wanted to find out more, but it has been something that's always kind of been around on the news. Every so often you hear it on the news and then you kind of just get on with your day. And as you grow up, you start to look into it more. And um, when I did start to look into it more, you know, the, the group Hamas actually started in 1987, which is a year after I was born. So when you think about the context of what we're talking about here, it's still a relatively new group. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like when you think about, we're talking back to 1919 or 1917 or 1947 or, or wherever you feel like this story begins, mm -hmm. Hamas is still a very relatively new group. Mm -hmm. And then since the establishment of the state of Israel, um, there've been like successive governments that have created, you know, different laws and, but most of them have maintained certain laws and policies um, that were essentially designed to oppress Mm -hmm. and dominate Palestinians essentially that's just mm -hmm. what it is and yeah. it's played out in different ways um, across different areas um, where Israel continues to exercise control over Palestinians rights um, mm -hmm. and I don't think a lot of people actually know that yeah. I, I don't think people actually know like if you just take if we, if we just again we're not starting from October 7th we just look back and actually look at how life is for Palestinians on a normal every like just a normal day yeah. they don't have rights mm -hmm. like they actually mm. they actually don't have they don't have rights like around land property airspace they can't control you know their water their electricity the internet like mm -hmm. things that like you know you would imagine groups of people or a country as it were and again Gaza isn't a country 
Mm. Um, cause that's another thing I've seen floating around on the, on socials. Gaza is not a country. Um, but they don't have actually control over any of this. So when you have that in mind, surely you'll think, well, then how can they, the power balance is not right here then. Mm-hmm. Mm. Even you know with the I mean? resources, right? Palestine has been reduced so much as a country that even the, the land that they have now currently isn't resource rich. It's the, um, it's the Israeli state that has all of the the natural resources like readily available to them. So yeah, there's the whole there's a whole power dynamic, a whole power imbalance, even when we talk about this conflict. Is it even an imbalance when you can say when you can just cut off the water? When you can when people have to travel over an hour just to get to a hospital, they can't actually be treated in Katsat. They have to go to Israel and pass the border to get to a hospital in Israel to be treated. So I don't even see it as a power imbalance. Power imbalance means that someone actually holds power on the other side. They don't have any. Mm-hmm. It's literally just no, control no. over another um, community of people. Yeah, but mm. it's it's apartheid. Like, that's basically what it is. And, um, like, hundreds, like, thousands of Palestinians' homes have been demolished. Um, and, like, when we think about, ref- like, Palestinian refugees, more than 6 million Palestinians remain refugees. And the vast majority of them actually live in refugee camps mm-hmm. and there's a lot of them that don't live within the region have left and are, not, are unable to return mm-hmm. they're unable mm-hmm. to return however it's not the same for israelis actually you don't even need to be even born there you could just be i think i think correct me if i'm wrong but i think you could just be jewish yeah and you can you can settle there yeah they have a scheme that you mm. can have especially for if you're born in like especially in america if you're, if you're, because obviously it's an ethno religion. If you're part Jewish, um, to to say they well, they invite you to come, and that's how they kind of like the energy behind the settlements, the illegal settlements that they have is that they invite people to come, and it gives them reason to now build more houses. And then mm. even if now, for example, there has to be a peace settlement, right? Even though it, justice wouldn't say there needs to be a peace settlement, it would just be people face war crimes. But let's say they have to do a peace settlement, it'll be based on population. Based on population now, the way Jewish immigration has been done, they will mm-hmm. always get more land. So that's that's what we call like population warfare. Mm. So it's very oh. strategic. There's it's not it's not it's not there's not there's not a reason why they bring everyone back. Yeah, it's nice to go to quote unquote your state and see what's happening, but it's really in the grand scheme of things, it's now saying that if we settle there, it's ours. That's why a lot of settlements were even in Gaza. You have the whole of the Palestinian area apart from West Bank and Gaza, but you purposely put people there, and that's actually trauma. It's trauma. It's it's provoking people. Mm-hmm. You're building houses where people don't have houses, as you said. They live in and con- they essentially live in. We don't want to call it, but camps. concentration camps. These open air mm. prisons, whatever you want to call it. And I know many people. The irony isn't lost on us <laughs> when we discuss this. It's, and and that's the and that's the honest truth. Sometimes the irony is not lost on us. It, um, it absolutely is not lost. It is so <laughs> glaringly obvious. It's almost blinding. Exactly. So you just have to see that actually. One of the things I learned a long time ago is you have to look at who benefits from this type of power imbalance. Who's funding this? Who's who's armed? So there's different types of... When you look at before war starts, you always have to look at the arms trade. When the arms trade goes up in value, it's because people are preparing to sell arms. Now, certain US military firms have got increased amount of profits and supplies that they're selling. You can't create supplies overnight. That's something that has mm. to be built sometimes even months, years in advance. <laughs> The, the, US, the US biggest warship came over within days to Israel. 
that's not something that was parked by by the bay and was like, yeah, we're ready now. You have to travel how many seas to get to Israel? And this is about hundreds of people uh, being attacked by Hamas who sadly lost their lives. But this is a state now demolishing a whole a whole stateless people, but no warship came to defend them against the genocide. But you came to the, you defend people that have deceased from a death that has a start and end point. Those deaths that occurred were sad, but they have a start and end point. This is an ongoing genocide. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. And, and, and that's the thing, because like a lot of the, almost every interview that I've watched since October 7th has made, has, has put such an emphasis on condemning Hamas. And I said this on my stories yesterday when I just was like, I need to just event. And I just thought to myself, like, correct. I've not, like, nobody's out on the street, yeah, jubilating about what Hamas have done. Like, I feel like a lot of the time, and it, it's and it's within any conversation, whether it's about race or whatever, there's always a distraction. Mm. Like, we focus so much mm. on the, what is not the point. Mm-hmm. Of course, Anytime innocent civilians die, it is sad. Of course it is. Mm-hmm. But if we're actually ready to have a real conversation around, okay, why did this happen? You know, like, how can we not let this happen again? Mm-hmm. Surely we need to go to the beginning. We, we're not going to pretend like October 7th just happened out of thin air. Like mm-hmm. a bunch of people just decided to get together and bomb people. Like mm-hmm. these things do not just come out. Of, it doesn't happen in a vacuum. Mm. And when mm. you have conversations that center the condemnation of one single act and completely ignores the decades before, we will never get anywhere. Like the conflict will continue. It's like the total, it's almost like the total erasure of like 70 years of historical context, like political mm. context, just like erased. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it is so frustrating. Like it, I can't, me just as a like watching this cannot cannot even imagine what it must feel to be Palestinian right now. Like the world is literally gaslighting you. The world is gaslighting mm. you and the world is selectively uneducated about that region. I mean, when you think about our formative years in school, they hammer into our heads just how disastrous and how disgusting the Holocaust was. Of course, it's a it's a it's a really bad tragedy that happened, and it's European history. Europeans, because they are guilty of that, they try and dissociate themselves and limit mm. that anti-Semitism to Hitler's time. What they're not doing is explain to us that actually you're the reason why there was a large group of Jewish refugees anyway. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so now we haven't even got the language or the education to fathom that anybody who is that that is Jewish could be part of an oppressive group. And we already know not all Jewish people are Zionists, not all Jewish people actually condone what Israel is doing. But what the issue is, is that it's too late for us overnight to undo the learning that we've done. We, we, we especially us in the West, our whole history upbringing is raised on believing that the biggest tragedy that's ever happened in the world was the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. And now you've, that's why you think twice about even commenting on certain demographics of people. And it is scary to speak up and say, but this is a genocide we're talking about. This is not a a debate Mm. on question time where it doesn't matter who wins the argument or not. It's a genocide. So now we have rights to talk about, this is like, this is actually like two genocides that we're talking about. You're talking talking about historical genocides. We're talking about that's currently happening here. So if you want us to really acknowledge just the gravity of that Holocaust, then wouldn't you acknowledge the gravity of this one? So we understand that we're talking about the same thing. Otherwise, Mm. How are, you, how are you trying to make us empathise with that history when it looks like you can't empathise with this? And again, the disclaimer, which is which is part of the power, as we said, the power vacuum, is that we over we over-censor ourselves yeah. in this conversation. 
that this is the only situation where you can go to a protest and see people who are Jewish outwardly condemn the Israeli government for their actions. Your own people are, and not necessarily your own people as in Israelis, but Jewish people are condemning you. Do you ever go to a protest where there's knife crime and police brutality and there's a group of black people going, no, the police are, the police, the, the um, black people are not innocent. Mm. your own people are saying no 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 don't believe what that people are saying that's 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 really powerful and again not to center the jewish voice in this but what other movement you never go and see muslim people come to an to an anti uh, to a pro islamophobia rally and say don't worry well, now what they're doing is wrong yeah. you don't say it like that you they, they 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 isolate the idea that jihadists don't speak for all of us but mm. this is this is a big thing. Yeah, it's a really big thing. Uh huh. And and the and the, the the media would have you think otherwise, and that actually leads us nicely into looking at the media and how, particularly Western media, and how they have played a part in, I guess, how we talk about history, how we digest history, how we take it apart. Um, cause I've always, cause I'm, I'm definitely a history buff. I feel like if I hadn't studied law, I would have studied history mm-hmm. and I still feel like at some point in life I would love to, yeah. but the, 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 one of the reasons why I've always loved history is because it always, it's meant to serve as a lesson. Like that's the beautiful thing about history mm-hmm. is that it's supposed to teach us, you know, what not to do, what, what did they do that didn't work and how can we move forward and be better? Mm-hmm. Um, but because our history is extremely whitewashed because our history is very selective because our history tends to pick and choose you know what we want to talk about what we want to focus on you know when we look at the history that we're taught in schools like you know i we're taught what henry VIII's favorite meal was (laughs) you know what i mean like like i know like you know his six wives i could tell you their names right now like all of it and i'm not saying that history isn't isn't important because on some degree yes of course it is it's how we got the church you know church of england all that kind of great stuff Mm. but we focus so much on that kind of history whereas there are many many people in this country that have haven't got the first clue about how england have played a part in what we're seeing right now well that's intentional isn't it it is they would would never ever 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 talk about how they're complicit in all of the atrocities that were that we are seeing today and in the past, whether it's in in Palestine, whether it's in the Caribbean, they will never, ever, ever talk about the, the real history that goes on. I'll just say that the British, the British people, the British government, the British royal family, they're very, very good at being, doing things behind a veil. That's mm. their whole ethos, do things mm. behind a veil. So even when you compare us to the US and US history, UK history, you can argue that you, English imperialism impacted more do you know mm-hmm. what i mean there's certain states that follow after the uk in their strategy mm-hmm. to colonize and overthrow other nations so i think it's interesting the way that i my frustrations with all of this is the way people just trust what they're told by mm-hmm. by um, publications like the bbc mm-hmm. like the metro mm-hmm. like the sun these people they operate based on an agenda you might not be able to you might not know it you might not see it you can maybe guess it but it's based on an agenda so they're mm. never going to give you information that's going to steer you in the right way it's going to steer you in the way that they want you to see things mm. that's the whole exactly. reason why we question arabs anyway mm. do you know what i mean like being muslim is frowned upon in this country by people that are easily able to um be racist towards people from those states mm. or have those religious beliefs because Constantly, since we're young, I can even say you can see how the media demonizes Arabs, demonizes Muslims, demonizes 
anyone alien to the Western thought of um, socialising and being civil, mm. right? So now what we're seeing is, oh, you're trying to educate yourself based on what UK media said. It's never going to be, it's never going to give it's you the same, the same media that told you, the funny thing is the same media that told you that Brexit was going to be a good thing. It's the same media <laughs> that told you that climate change is not real. This is the same mm. media that is a, is a child of the media that would tell us that black people are all monkeys and stuff. So my thing is mm. on the basis of not only the history, fair enough, but the source you trust is the same source that in the next conversation you will say is sexist, is racist, is all the other um, phobics. But in this conversation, that is your source of inspiration. It's your, exactly. it's your, it's your thought, it's your school of thought. This, that's why a lot of the time, and I'm even writing like an article on this, is that we are the terrorists mm. because we have enabled this. That there's a terrorism and ignorance. We're not pulling the trigger, but we allowed that person to pull the Boom. trigger and not, not, look, not look back and know that what's going to happen. You've yep. created a genocide, but we know the answer to this or the result of this is just going to be some peace treaty between people that cannot even sit at the table and decide decide the, the decide for themselves. So that's what the terrorism is. And that's why when you bombard your mind every single day, it's, I'm such an anti-social media person sometimes, as much as I use it, we, we're, we're, we're brain dead. Yeah. We are brain mm. dead because when we are supposed to have action now to save two million people, we're busy trying to educate people on a genocide. It's right. too late. We haven't got time. Right. This is not something where something's about to happen. It's not, it's not the 1700s where they're on their way to Gaza. And we've got like, you know, two weeks before they reach the shores of Gaza. As we're protesting, the death toll is climbing, climbing. As we speak, the death toll is climbing, climbing, climbing. Children, women, vulnerable people, old people, they, it's climbing. It's, it's, that's, that's why I kind of, I don't want to get caught up in the back and forth on social media because as much as it's important, like Tope said, to like, okay, cool, let's make sure we educate ourselves. And there's, there's our pages, Tope shared them, mm. Dimitri shared, we've all shared people that are sharing information, mm. accurate information in a, in, a, in a digestible way. But if people alone are not willing, if it doesn't come from your own heart to, to know that, let me actually know, before I have an opinion, before I, do you know what I mean? Before mm. I sway, mm. let me just actually understand what's going on. Mm. We're lost. And that's why I feel a bit hope, um, helpless and hopeless, if I'll be honest with you. Mm. Like, I, I hate to keep coming back to this thing, but I just feel like our society is woefully ignorant and ain't about nothing. It's like you're conditioned, like you said, going back to school, what you're taught in school is intentional. They don't teach you the good parts of black history, for example, mm. for a reason. Mm. They teach you the negativity <clears throat> for a reason so that you grow up a certain way, you have a certain line of thinking, right? They don't want you to align your mindset into like, like um, what's the word? Missing a word, but like supporting your community mm. and in and and opposition to the mm. government. Remember, mm. they want you to be in line with the government and what the government agenda is because you're British mm. or you have the privilege, so to speak. Mm. To be, to be it's true here. because mm. because it's like all of this is happening, and then you've got people online saying, "Oh, where where can I find a good source to find out about the Palestinian and Israeli conflict?" And it's like, why are you online asking? where you can find information trust me but if it's pretty little thing it's, it's, it's just another way to center themselves honestly i'm, I'm it's, it's another way because that's what i notice what people do people will center themselves in line with whatever the current rage is you know when i said earlier like it seems like sierra sierra thinks this is another black 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 square incident like okay mm. let me close my black square and go 
Mm. Do you mean you're posting a little meme that says, "Oh, it's 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 easy, isn't it, to get mm. people in?" It's like, "Oh, let's con- condemn the slaughtering of children." Oh, it's easy. Mm. Oh, I just said no. But what are you actually saying? Mm. And what do you mean? And what's your intention? Mm. Because I feel like everyone is most people that are talking online is just to say, "Oh, I've spoken." Now you can't you can't label exactly. me with any kind of brush. Yeah. And if there was no children, that's the problem. What has that got to do? Like, just mm. we got children, women, any vulnerable individual, right? Of course, we would hate for them because they can't defend themselves. But even if there was not a single child in Gaza, it's still free Palestine. That's my issue. People people like exactly. to people to a faceless oppressor. Faceless oppression means that you don't have to out anybody. But what happens is that if you remove children, and that's what essentially the Israeli government is trying to say, remove the people so we can bomb. Mm-hmm. So we can bomb people. The average age of a Palestinian is 17. They're not, it's not over 20 years old. Whoever you're bombing there is a young person. Mm. Like we call them, we call them adults, but we know in the developing world, you're, you're still a teen, you're still a young, you're still a teenager, or a youth at the age of thirty. That's the UN definition of a of a young person. It's thirty. So then in this country where they ask you to leave your house at sixteen and eighteen because they want you to participate in the rat race and tax you, do you know what I mean? Like that's what we're that's what we're going with. And even adding to what you're saying, yeah, they want to condition us to have these stereotypes, right, of certain people, but also mm. they want to be they want to be positioned as defenders of the free world, defenders of democracy, defenders of peace. That's why Human when rights. they say who the enemy is, we must believe them. Why? Because they're on the right side of World War II. They're right. on the right side of World War One. That's mm-hmm. all we know. And that's why the media is limited. Like you said, it's good to actually go beyond um, British media. Even Tope, I caught, I caught myself caught mm-hmm. up in it when it when this first riled up again like, uh, two weeks ago. I caught myself like just di- uh, digesting our media, and I said, "Hold on, let me go to." somebody that's well-versed who's actually, do you know what I mean, on the ground Mm-mm. and listen to them because you, there's a difference. There's yeah, a stark difference in the way it's... There's, a, to- there's a difference... Be- Sorry, go there's a difference because that the media in this country is owned by a handful of people. So, of course, every, of course everything is going to be one-sided when something like this happens. And you're looking you're looking at the Metro, you're looking at iNews, you're looking at all these different places where there's supposed to be some, like, sliver of, quote-unquote, like, liberal, like, informed journalism. And it's, like, mm. everything, literally everything is just one-sided. And now look what's happened with Navarro Media recently. Now, now you can't even go to, go to them people because you know they haven't even got a good track track record now. So mm. now you're sitting here thinking, oh, where do I go? And it's like, what do you mean? Where do you go? Like there, there are news outlets outside of the UK. There are like people that are like you said, Tiff, on the ground, like mm. talking about what's going on on the ground. You've even got like like Al Jazeera and stuff. There are yeah. all these different like news outlets that you could be like looking at. It's just like. Forget the UK, man. The UK is done out. I mean, we when we did a whole, we did like a whole episode a couple of weeks ago. We said that you know journalism is basically in the mud at this point. Mm. It's um, in the and, bin. And we're, and we're seeing that. I mean, there's two points that I wanted to highlight from what, what you what you've said. So the first thing was around like the whole gendered framing because we have I've oh. definitely seen a lot of that in the media. You know, women and children, women and children. Mm. It's just like, and it assumes that you know, as if Palestinian men are less worthy like of life okay. and. Like, and also we need to understand that, like, they, they have no moral consciousness here. Like, they have slaughtered, brutalised, jailed, tortured Palestinian kids for over 75 years. They don't care. So I think it's really important to, to, to highlight that. And then, and then the other thing around the media that, that we're seeing is that it's been really disgusting to witness 
I guess, the amount of like genocidal rhetoric that just goes unchallenged. It yeah. just goes mm. unchecked. Like literally, like you'll be watching an interview where they'll be interviewing like an I don't know, like an Israeli soldier or something. Mm. And like I watched one where um an Israeli soldier said the war is not just with Hamas, the war is with all civilians. Yeah. This one said this live on CNN. With their chest. Mm. Yeah. With that with their whole full chest. And the person, the CNN um reporter did not check that mm. at all didn't say a thing and you think to myself you think to yourself wow like so we're just gonna sit and watch this happen right like we're not yeah. gonna no one's gonna stop and say well actually that's, that's a bit genocidal like can't really do that like no one is doing that and and that is the terrifying thing because I remember like again like years ago one could say right when this conflict or again I, I use the term conflict loosely because I don't mm. believe this is a conflict I believe yeah. that this is you know what I mean mm. but you would think okay well there's no social media so maybe if people really saw the devastation maybe mm. if they really saw what was happening maybe mm. the world would wake up it's mm. now 2023 we have literal videos mm. of babies of children mm. of women of men like literally blown to pieces we have that all over the so over social media and it has not changed a thing that is a terrifying place to be in because it makes you wonder like if we can actually sit because years ago when we had like you know the Rwanda genocide all these different genocides that it wasn't you can't watch it on tv you can only read about it in books mm-hmm. for some of these things yeah, you can actually like- watch this live yeah like like you said Bosai, we can actually like step in like why has nobody ordered a ceasefire mm. instead you got president biden saying oh, i think you should postpone the genocide for a few minutes like no one's the language is very passive that, like, one, yeah. that one has five days to live anyway if, if no possible. honestly that one is he <laughs> is senile yeah, he's done yeah, he he's is. done he's finished that one is that one is senile like yeah. honestly like they just put him in there just to get rid of trump like he is senile um i think it really it really does boil down to uh, a lot of people's social conditioning when it comes to education yeah. and when it comes to politics as well a lot of people feel like like before this, before this was um, like a thing on social media. A lot of people like still felt like they couldn't really do anything in politics. Where's politics right now? Politics is in the bin. There's nothing I can do other than just like get on with my life. There's nothing. I don't have any real power. Yeah. And then you compound that with the fact that everyone is just talking on social media people are afraid to kind of like say how they really feel a lot of people are afraid to be seen as anti-semitic so they just stand on the side that everything's been kind of like said to you on social media or the news Mm. it's just a lot of um apathy going on it's just like we've just been conditioned to just sit there and take it 100%. And just get on with the rest of our day when really, like, we like what we're seeing now with the protests and like cities all over Europe. Mm. Like, you can actually do something. You can, people are still, people are feeling now for the first time that like, they, can, they can actually say something about this quote unquote conflict. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas before, like like you said, like you've like you said, Tops, you've grown up with this. I've grown up with this. I've grown up with the term Gaza Strip in my head. Gaza Strip, Gaza yeah. Strip. But not really kind of understanding what that actually means until the last few years, like just yeah. reading about it. So it's like just like compound social conditioning of just I'll speak to the for the UK's perspective, just being like, I can't do anything, so I'm just gonna like and share and tap on social media and then move on when in reality it's like 
we can do something if we just all come together and do something for the right thing and actually call out the things that are wrong. The fact that the UK media is literally, it's literally someone said to Rupert Murdoch and gave him this memo and the memo is this one line and everyone is just reprinting the same line. Everyone's just saying the same line on the TV and it's like, has everyone gone mad? Is everyone gone mad? I think everyone has gone mad. Everyone, everyone, <laughs> everyone has gone mad, and that fear. I completely get that people are afraid to say the wrong thing. But when I actually get out of my own head for a second, none your fear pales in comparison to right? the fear that people mm. must feel right now in Gaza, and it almost makes me feel silly for even for a second being fearful because surely. Exactly. It can't be controversial for me to stand up and say genocide is wrong. It cannot be controversial yeah. for me to say you cannot cut off the water supply to mm. 2.2 million or however many people it is. It cannot be controversial. Mm. And also, like, you just simply cannot call everything anti-Semitic because mm. it doesn't match right. the narrative that you want to spread. Like, I'm, I'm so sorry. And I'm getting to that point where, like... I'm so frustrated with people weaponizing, whether it is their grief or whatever it is, to silence people. Yeah. Mm. And I don't even think it's radical for anyone to stand up and say genocide is wrong. It's not radical. Mm. It is not a radical thing to do. But, you know, you've got somebody like Jeremy Corbyn, who is basically just saying what it is. Mm. And he's mm. been deemed as a radicalist. I'm like, yeah, but this is wrong. Mm. Like, it's, you know what? It's good. It's good. It's good. You know, what? I think we're getting to the point now when where's the sensitivity is so high with not with with what's going on in the Middle East, but globally, that it's mm. going to get to a point where, yeah, you're going to have to say, yeah, I'm radical. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I feel like in this country, that's what people are afraid of, labelling. The labels. Okay, yeah. label me. Yeah. Label me, then what? So now what? It's what I'm saying. I feel, I feel like British people, they're very, ugh, it's like, no one wants to say this, don't mm. want to say that. And that's trickled down to our community, community, mm. inverted commas. But that's trickled down to us now, mm. where in the past five years, I've noticed, mm. whether we need pros and cons of everything. Like in university, you wrote an essay, you had to put, you had to put the opposite idea, you had to be able mm. to be, to critically explain an opposing idea. Mm. That is the only way you're going to get to some sort of truth. You can't just have one direction of thought. Like, it doesn't yeah. work. So You, you can't do yeah, that when the UK reading age is, like, 15. Do you see what I'm saying? No, it's less than that. It's, it's less than that. It's 11. It's 11. Like, people don't have nuanced and critical thinking anymore. Let's bring that back. Let's start labelling and then actually explain what you mean by labelling me back. Yeah. And okay. speaking of that, this is why yes. people like yes. Kemi would not want, like, critical race theory in school. Because as soon as you ask people to think mm. and question, that's when the government is like, oh, oh, we can't, we can't have this because mm. we've had our way for the past thousand years. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. And I think that thing about protesting... Oh. Um, that you brought up them is important because it's like it is a good sight to see people in the UK step out but the reason why if you are British based or Western based social media user consumer whatever it is is the fact that you probably come from a country that has a permanent seat at the UN Council mm. but not just any country when we protest if our governments mm. say stuff we've got a veto we can veto international decisions around security so when we are brain dead Trust me, it's more powerful. That's why when Palestinians are asking people to, um, to stand up with them against the world, they're not asking countries that haven't got a seat at that table. Right. It's nice, mm. you know what I mean? It's nice to have that, um, to have that solidarity. The, uh, the Middle Eastern countries, 
they're all protesting as well. But ultimately, mm. if you do not have a seat at the table, then you can't influence stuff. So British people, as I said, when we're users, we have to be political. Yes, as black mm. people, ethnic minority people, we're political by design at this point and by historical immigration and, and colonialism and persecution, we're political beings. Even racialization in itself is political. But we are also political people just as British people because mm. of the role our government plays in international geopolitics. This is not a case of we're looking, we're scrolling through social media and looking at memes for vibes. That is the privilege of people who have nothing to fight against. Mm-hmm. So when we've got, oh, you're into politics, or we're into politics, it's like, bro, do you know what responsibility we have? And that's why we're complicit either way. That's why we're complicit, because it's our yeah. governments that are that, that that it's Rishi Sunak that's saying we stand with Israel. Right. I didn't I didn't see the I didn't see the government of do you know what I mean of, of Gabon or Nigeria using their platform, even though we let's not use Nigeria as a good example of people with sense. But you don't <laughs> see them using their platform to say that. But in the middle of a cost of living crisis, middle of all this stuff, Rishi Sunak found found words to talk about Israel. Do you know what I'm saying? You have that time. Do you know why? Because he knows when he says that, he's speaking directly to the Israeli military and the heads of state. Yep. That, that, mm. that, 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 that announcement was not for us. That's the real politics mm. going on. Right. That's why you need to know whose hands can we influence or shape. And that's why I always get disappointed with British people because I'm like, you lot are just sitting here. That's why our ignorance is political. That's what it's, it's ignorance. It's mm. so much ignorance that it's one year willful. up into the election. It's willful ignorance. We've got one year up into the elections. We're still sitting here not, not unsure about whether the cost of living crisis is something to protest against. How can I expect you to talk about Israel and Palestine when I've not even seen a cost of living crisis protest that we're all galvanised behind? My point is that. Do you get what I'm saying? So Sorry, that's the yeah. extent of it. I can't expect you to care about <laughs> others. You don't even care about your neighbour. You don't that, care about your damn self. You. The, 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 the energy companies that are tripling energy prices even though they've got record profits, meaning that if they kept it the same, it would not even penetrate through their profits, not their revenue, their profits. They are still causing us to suffer. Do you know how crazy that is? So I cannot expect us on social media now to now go and, you know what I mean, to now start processing for Israel and Palestine. How? You don't know what injustice looks like. Or you've you've normalized your own it's injustice. In, it's, it's individualism as well. It is it's because because we're because we're children of capitalism as well. We don't get into capitalism. Mm. We're children of capitalism. So now everyone's chasing the individual bag that they will never get. And also, when you do get it, it will leave you the same way it came to you because it's a mm. low hanging fruit. This is not real power that you have. If it's real power that we have, then how can we influence the the influence of social media culture? But we have not stopped knife crime. We've got record number of influencers out here, but nothing. No, the knife crime has gone up. And we can talk about other agents that played, and I don't want to derail from the conversation, but you can just see how people that are the most distracted and oppressed always seem to be the most oppressed. Mm. Always, we, we, we're looking at, we, do you get what I'm saying? So that's why it's interesting to me. Intentional again. That's why it's interesting again. to me, because I don't know if Palestine hit people's timeline before this attack over the weekend. That's the problem. Thank you. That's the problem. You have to go and find a source of, of information. Politics has a word to distinguish it from other things, but politics is your everyday. Mm. That, this is not something that you you find, this is your everyday. And sometimes the real truth is you have to change your routine to become a useful citizen of this earth. That is the fact. Do not come after work and after all this stuff is I haven't got time to be a human being. Then take away the luxuries that you've put in place. And then when you finish your duty as a human being, then ask yourself, can I go to the cinema? Mm. 
but you cannot be too tired for this. You know why? Because there's a genocide. And once this genocide happens, you've lost it. Do you know why? And this is me being very, very controversial. When China is ready to go and think about Taiwan, we're going to have nothing to say about it because you know why? They're going to say, well, you allowed the genocide of, of Israel over Palestine. When, when, when Putin, even though I think he's lost the war, if he wants to take Ukraine, the reason why China's not talking, because they also want to take over other places. And the reason why they're laughing is they're using the hypocrisy of America and the UK, the fact that you have colonial subjects till this day, you cannot then fight a war in Ukraine and tell me that you cannot expand your borders. And also Israel, are we not doing what you're doing? Uh, do you not need Israel in the Middle East anyway to serve the uh, American interests? They need Israel there because they're fighting Iran. That is the real reason. I'm telling you now, Palestinians, it's a shame. They have been collateral in a bigger a bigger, bigger conflict, exactly. which is that battlefield between America and the Russians and all the other global powers that need the Middle East to stay unstable to serve their interests. That's why we're here. This is why we're here. Boom. It's the it's the fight. It's the race to the top or the fight to the top, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. because fifty years ago, fifty sixty years ago, it was the UK that had the power, and then they had to let it go. Otherwise, there'll just be bare conflict all over Africa. Mm-hmm. But now it's like because the UK doesn't have the power anymore. It's a, it, it's the scramble for power to the top. That's it. And because we don't have any of the political kind of like appetite to get involved in like even like local locally politics in general it's like we're we're totally blind to the 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 the, the fight for power of the top one percent mm. people in this country don't know how oppressed they are that's what it is exactly and i like what i like what you said before basayo talking about how i think it was before the before we went on the pod like everything is political and it's like literally everything is and i will never forget when i was at college and I was doing my performing arts A-level and my my teacher, shout out to Sandra Dreyer, she mm-hmm. said, Demetrius, the reason why I'm here is because everything's political and mm. everything in the theatre is political because theatre is about a reflection of real life. Mm-hmm. So if theatre is political, then real life is political. Mm-hmm. And I'm so happy that she said that to me. I didn't really get it then, but as I got older, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. Waking up and lying in for an extra hour, that's a political act because we all know that if we don't get up and go to work, mm-hmm. then the light bill is not getting paid, the mortgage isn't getting paid, the rent isn't getting paid. <laughs> so so if you want to sleep in, that's it may not seem radical, but it's a radical act to sleep in for an extra hour. Do you know what I mean? To 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 not pay your bills because you want to feed someone mm. or feed someone in your house, that's a political act. Mm-hmm. Everything is political. Mm-hmm. You wanting to go out and enjoy yourself at the weekend rather than think about how you can earn some extra money. That's political. Exactly. 100%. Do you think, so will you be voting in the next general election? No. I will be voting in the next general election. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you, Dems. I mean, do you know what? Honestly, I believe, like you guys know, when we talk about, like on Black Canvas, YouTube and podcast, I said this. I feel like it's gonna have to get to a point. No, seriously, with especially in our like locally, the oppression that is getting heavier here when it comes to energy crisis, when it comes to climate crisis, when it comes to was it the um, public sector workers, etc., etc., etc. I just feel like it's gonna get to a point where we're gonna have to take a stand and actually not participate with that that political. This is my opinion. Uh, participate in the voting system because it's not working. 
I just, I'm, I mean, I said, I said this on Twitter, like, um, I think after, I mean, I was already moving away from the Labour Party anyway, but I, I think after Keir Starmer's um, basic endorsement of mm. war crimes, I, I, that was, if there was a final straw, that was the final straw. Yeah. I think for me, like, I will never vote Labour while that man is, is the leader ever. Oh, yeah. I, no, I was just going to say, just because, just because I'm voting doesn't mean I'm voting for any of the main parties mm. at all. Uh, yeah, abs- I mean that's the thing. It's like de- we we're talking about, I guess, the the two front runners, which is you know Labour or Conservative. There are definitely other political parties that you could you you can vote for. I I just don't see myself leaving my house. In fact, I I'm, I hope to be out of the country on that day. Um, I just <laughs> I think that like and and we've said this before, like on the pod and also on the YouTube channel, that like when he said what he said around Israel. Um, basically having the right to defend themselves, which essentially is sanctioning war crimes. Um, That was absolutely a step too far. And and he needs to to be brought in front of the Hague, like 100%. Like Mm. you are complicit. You are essentially a war criminal at this point. Mm. And when um, there were several statements that were released by, I guess, Muslims within the Labour Party, and we've said this to also Black MPs, leave Mm. leave because mm. Keir Starmer if he now decides to retract and actually he has released a statement since then which in my view is not a retraction mm. um, leave because if he does let's just say he did apologise and he did retract what now exactly what now leave like mm. that is what needs to happen there's been a few resignations here and there but ultimately they need to, there needs to be a mass exodus Mm. Labour Party is not what it once was. There was a tweet I saw from 10 years ago from Ed Miliband. Mm. He said, David Cameron is right to condemn Hamas as a terrorist organisation, but he needs to break his silence on Israel's indefensible actions. This was That was in 2014. It is disgusting and just depressing to see how far we've regressed. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I, did, I did say once that, I think I tweeted that I just believe that the human race is just on the precipice of a point of no return. And I just don't see it for us. I think blood, lit- literal blood is going to have to shed before we actually do something. Like, I'm sorry, we, we, ain't, we ain't about shit. I'm just then, be honest. The thing I is, it's like... To differ even then. I definitely did have that feeling because even when I was on my stories the other day and I was just like, oh, you know, like everything just seems so hopeless. But, you know, when you go online and, mm-hmm. and through some of the, the the horrors of what you see, every couple of tweets, every couple of videos, you see the you just see the resilience and the strength mm-hmm. of Palestinian people. And it makes you think, shut up, man. Like, you're not you're not dealing with nothing. Like, not that we don't have our own things. Don't get me wrong. No, 100%, like, 100%. But, you know, when you just see that these people have been dealing with this their whole lives and they still have hope they still chant mm. in the streets they still get they still like i'm i'm seeing people saying that they would much rather sit with these people in a dignified manner so they do not die alone what kind of bravery is that mm. what mm. kind of bravery is for, for you to say you will not leave because you do not want them to die alone meaning that death is inevitable yeah and mm. i'm going to sit here so we i'm like that kind of bravery is just unfathomable to me but also, also the the realities of once god forbid but once palestine is eradicated yeah and I, my hope is that it will never be but let's just say hypothetically to live knowing that we live through that why would you want to live after because i i would struggle 
to believe that anything I'm saying makes sense. Because I'm talking about rah, 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 all this stuff. But mm. I was alive when Israel, when Palestine was here and it left. Yep. Mm. So, I, so it's almost like we are all going to die a death with the Palestinians mm. in one way. Mm. Our soul mm. will be taken. And whatever yep. we do next, that's just for decoration. It's a waiting time until we leave this earth. But honestly, to God, when they, if, if, if it really... In fact, they've already done that worse to them, and it doesn't even matter what they do after. We've all died the sad death. We've mm-hmm. all died the sad death. Honestly. That is that is a, such a poignant statement to make because I said, like, you know, when you, I said, I tweeted like decades from now, your grandchildren will ask you, mm. "What did you do? What did you say? Yeah, you lived through this. What mm. were you doing? Right?" And if you if you cannot if you cannot say a single thing you said you did you shared yeah you will know in that very moment that you're a disgrace you will know if you don't know now you will know then so that's why right now i have very little tolerance for whether it's celebrities whether it's political leaders whether it's religious leaders whether it's people that have a platform whatever saying nothing i, I, I it's unacceptable in this moment in time mm-hmm. it's not i don't believe that this is a difficult choice you don't need courage yeah the truth is there to paint this as us being courageous because we are deciding to just call it out for what it is for me it's just Less like than the bare minimum Less that's the bare it's the bare minimum i'm sat in my yard yeah, mm. I'm sat in my house with my heating on, with mm. my electric blanket. There are people literally who all they can hear right now are mm. bombs going off, right? So you don't need courage. You're sat there in your multi-million pound house. You're mm. sat there with your PR agent telling you, don't say this, don't say this, don't mention Palestine. Mm. Really? Really? What are you protecting? What are you protecting? For me, I like. I just feel like you are completely devoid of any empathy. Like you are, you are the, the, the shittiest human being. Listen to me now. You are, and you should be ashamed of yourself. You should be ashamed of yourself. Yeah, you should be ashamed of yourself. Because, like, I know I've I always try to not come across as being like self righteous and and standing on my soapbox. Like we're all flawed, right? We are all flawed. We're all selfish. We could all be a little kinder. Do you know all of that? That is all very valid. But in the face of genocide, really silence. Silence, to, and also to not think that you are that privileged that you too you think you're safe. Mm. But this is what I was saying. You, you think how you're far safe. removed do people in this country think they are? Particularly if like you're, this? particularly if you're black, you think that living black. living under a government that would sanction war crimes, you think you're safe. Living mm. under a government right now who has said very openly that they support the actions of Israel, you think you're safe. You think you're safe. None of us are safe. None of us, an, an injustice anywhere, right, is a threat to justice everywhere. And that I've seen that all over socials and it is the most truest statement you'll ever come across. Yeah. The idea that, oh, why are you so passionate? Why are you blah, blah, blah? And it's just like, I, I don't understand how you couldn't be moved by something like this. And if you're not moved by something by this, then you need you need to take a good look in the mirror and really evaluate your life. Well, it's mm. just, we're just ghosts, aren't they? Just walking, just ghosts, aimless, thoughtless ghosts consuming capitalism oh, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean where do we go I mean like what do we do now because I was just, I just wanted to can we just highlight some of the things that's going on day to day with the Palestinians go for it 
they're struggling to flee. I just pulled up something quickly on something more recent that's, got, that's happening now. They're struggling to flee, um, Hatsa, and they're grappling with the growing water crisis, obviously, because Israel has stopped the water flow resources to the Gaza Strip. They've, there are also hospitals that are saying they literally had, well, they probably run out now, but they literally had a few hours left of electricity. So that means that I think it was about 100 newborn babies will mm. die or have died. Um, a further 1,000 patients that are um, relying on um, hospital equipment to stay alive are, are going to die. Um, the Israeli military on Sunday said that they would, would refrain from targeting a single route south from 10 p.m. 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., but they have targeted those routes. So people on the, that are trying to escape are actually being attacked while they're trying to escape. So there's actually I've actually seen live videos from people on the ground um, who have fled their homes mm. and are trying to evacuate and can't evacuate. So for me, that is a direct intentional mm. annihilation mm. you've you gave them a deadline and when they're even trying to adhere to it they're being attacked yeah and mind you that and mind you that was an impossible deadline exactly even if they've given them a even week then, even yeah. if they're giving them a month it's impossible to evacuate 1.2 million people out of an area it was never going to happen mm. but they just wanted to be able to justify doing what they're doing it was ne- it was impossible and they knew that and the world knows that yeah so yeah, the, the I think the most eerie thing is that you. That's why I say control. I don't want to say power imbalance because I don't have any power right now. You are controlling their livelihood mm. to death, basically. Mm. You're you're it's, it's, you're, it's, even, you're even controlling them in death. In death, you're even yeah. controlling them in death. Like you're not even allowed. Anyway, so mm. it's getting a bit shaky. Yeah. Um, well, but, when you lock off their when you lock off all of their resources to actually live yeah you're basically you're basically saying genocide is coming yeah mm. like die slowly and then we'll give you some quick death here and there yeah there's even children obviously with, <sighs> i mean to see children with bloody feet and their parents are dead can you even imagine can can people just take a minute to just try and put yourself in their shoes for two seconds because as much as I don't get me wrong I, I totally hear there's a lot of black people that might be listening to this that feel like you know what it's got nothing to do with me I'm not going to speak on it because look what's happened to our people and do people defend us put that to the side for a second and just think about for all the oppression that you experience do you wake up in the morning and think about you um, and fear for your life mm. do you wake up in this England and fear for your life straight away yeah, and also I don't wake I, up. Do you even go to sleep? Yeah, and the thing is, it's like I don't like who th- why, who thinks like that. Okay, like where it's a genocide. Like, are you a for real? Like, I just that kind of argument to me isn't even an argument. Like, you're not very bright, and I'm not gonna engage with someone that's just like, well, why no, do you? you it just doesn't. To me, sorry, Topher, do you know what's so profound to me? I don't know if I was talking to you about this, Tiff, or my sister, but in the middle of the George Floyd protest in 2020, they paint in Palestine. They painted a mural of him on the Palestinian flag in mm. Palestine whilst they're under occupation, mm. right? They were teaching. Why is they were, born into occupation? Listen, they were teaching different groups how to defend themselves. I think against certain, against the police, yeah. against the police, or certain things that they yeah. were using. They were given advice. That's that's a people's whose the oppression is so normalized yeah. that they found space. They found space in occupation to have solidarity with us mm-hmm. black people around the world remember do not take 
your frustration about people's silence on other victims. This is what you do to the people with the power who don't speak up, fine. But be careful of who you're targeting here. You're targeting people that have not that have only been nothing but nice to us. That's what mm. we're doing it for. And if you know the history of all our movements, it's been in solidarity. The real mm. people, we know each other. We've seen each other. It's the new school and the people are ignorant who think, oh, no, no, it's not the case. Yeah. In fact, if we look at the amount of black people are not supporting black causes, you'll be shocked. Amen. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> like that part. Do you know Absolutely. what I mean? So sometimes I'm like, you're talking about all this stuff, but we haven't even stopped knife crime. There you go. What do you want to yeah, right? Like, Do you know what I mean? If we were that upset as a people, some of our young people are tragically... Were, were stabbed how many weeks ago now mm. a few weeks and, and, what, and, what, and, what, and what did we do mm-hmm. so that's where your anger goes to not people that in the middle of occupation can paint can paint george floyd's face on the mirror and, and help and teach us how to defend ourselves against the powers that be mm. i'm sorry and if you don't know now and they didn't teach you in, in primary school nursery school two wrongs did not make a right thank you and it also can't be the excuse as well yeah. i'm sorry it's big big 2023 you okay. can order books off of amazon to come literally the same day yeah. i'm sorry you I'm can sorry. you can it's just, like i say it's just laziness and, yeah and, don't and be just, going on the internet to ask people what books to what books they get you need to go and order the goddamn books right mm. it's just laziness people want it like People want the TikTok version of stuff. And while that stuff can be very useful at times, mm. like that can't be your only resource. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, really it's a prompt. It's a prompt. Like, it's especially really your big, big adults. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, mm. it, that can't be your only avenue for information, for education. And like, just to follow on from Tiffany's point around just giving like more um, space and more um, to amplify what is actually going on um within the last couple of hours um there were more news reports around um that there was um all the living generations of 45 families had been wiped from the gaza civil registry right that came from the gaza health ministry so that means every living generation Mm. so think about that every living generation that could be aunt uncle grandma cousin brother sister were wiped off the face of the earth by the israeli state that's done, gone. Do you know and what that's for, right? Huh? Do you know what that's for? When the dust settles, what's what? What is the historical evidence beyond people that were actually witnessed? Like, there's not, there's nothing. <laughs> like, it's not just about oh, like a few people here and there. Like, they're wanting to wipe out entire. Like, they want them gone. Oh, history, your whole blood. And doesn't that sound familiar? Do you know <laughs> yeah, what of mean? course. Irony is not lost. It does. Do you it know does. what I mean? I mean, like about history repeating itself. It's it's mm. it, and it's so. Um, it's eerie. It's it, it's terrifying to to be witnessing it, like stuff we've read about, uh, stuff we've learned in school, and you almost feel like, okay, that was then. Yeah, they were uncivilized then. They didn't know any better. That was then. Do you know what I mean? Like you can almost explain yeah. it away or make yourself feel a little bit better because it was fifty years ago. It was a hundred years ago. This is happening right now in 2023. It's been documented. And as I said earlier, generations from now, your grandchildren will ask you, where were you? What happened? What happened? Mm. What did you do? What did you say? How did this happen? And also when it comes to like a lot of black people saying this hasn't got anything to do with me. If we just look at how the press have been depicting Palestinians as animals and rapists and savages you gotta i mean the language used you've you got to notice the language and it's like that's just how like we were depicted back in the day when they Even were trying today. to take over our our land and 
you know, occupy our land and own our land. It's like, it's just like, how can, how can you not have empathy and sympathy and want to stand up and do something? It actually makes me really ashamed to be a human being, honestly. I think that's what something that I'm like, the fact that and to be with there could be a part of me that could mirror someone who is committing genocide is scary. You know, when you don't want to purge that part of my brain that would ever get to a point where I'm like, yo, I can't see it now. Yeah. Because mom used to say to me that people were born, like even Osama bin Laden, there was a time he was a baby. Yeah. <laughs> there was a time when he had no thoughts and it was just like, yo, but mm. how can oh, how can you be so indoctrinated mm. to the point where you are just... You ain't, you ain't even brought them people back. I need, you know what I need to know the, the facts of? Name me how many Hamas people have died in this. Because I need to understand this. Because we keep saying we're targeting people and thousands have died and millions are fleeing. But ain't no one told me how many Hamas people they've targeted. Mm. So if you're telling me not mm. one Hamas person has died, and with all your technological advancement, you can't even locate them through AI, then what the heck are we doing here? What the heck are we doing here? In history, if you cannot identify your target, you have to say... You have to charge it and go, you know what? When we can identify you, we capture you. You can't just go in there and start bombing everyone because of what? Yeah. Well, that makes it clearer that that's the well, that, well, that's why that's why collective punishment is a war crime. Yeah. But mm. nobody seems to really care about that at the moment. No, you, but you know what it is? My, honest, respectfully, yeah, and this is, this is the point I've got to, because before I was like, listen, anybody who thinks that by calling anybody who criticises the Israeli government before or today is anti-Semitic, so what? I promise you, no one can tell me nothing because it's your definition that made it anti-Semitic. It's not because people hate Jewish people. There are anti-Semitic mm. people that exist, 100%. But that is not anti But you cannot tell me that from today, by the, by, the, by, by the actions of the Israeli government, that we cannot condemn them. And if we do condemn them and you call us anti-Semitic, then, 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 then that's what we have to go with. Yeah. I promise you, because I was, me and Tiffany were talking, if I condemned the Nigerian government, no one's called me anti-Black before. Yeah. If right. I've condemned the British government, no one's called me anti-white before. Governments are entities that are separate from the population itself. Every time we could we criticize a government, you know why? We have to. Our purpose as people is to hold power structures account. Mm -hmm. So now you're telling us to function in our primary yeah. purpose as a political um, organized entity. Especially if you claim to be a democracy. Mm. I should be able to criticize you because we're because you're not you're it's a democracy. I thought it was a democracy. So I'm yeah, even censoring people on and they they you know do you know what's funny about Western media quickly? I know Tots was gonna wanna think um uh, Yeah, go for it, go for it. But, um what's interesting and we'll show you everything you need to know about Western media is even when they try and perceive themselves to having a balanced argument, i.e. bringing on a mm. Palestinian um spokesperson, they mm. call it a representative, mm. they're even cutting him. They even you saying you're saying too much truth. The person I've seen it three times now, yeah. where Palestinian official will say, "Okay, the history is blah 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 blah." Seventy five years ago, this is what happened. Oh, 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 sorry, we're just getting a um. If we can just mm. go to the this is this is the the insidious nature of mm. British me media. They will mm. just cut your they will just cut your voice out. Mm. Or they will they will they will use the line oh. But do you condemn? Do you condemn Hamas? Hamas though, or yeah. just shut you up? You say a whole relevant point, but but do you can? But do you condemn Hamas? That's why, respectfully, if you're going to be woefully ignorant, then please, we don't want to hear. We don't want to see. Just take mm. yourself wherever to whatever dungeon you you want to go. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. at this point, if you're going to just rely on that media, mm. then you're lost. There's nothing. Yeah. Mm. Especially when the media have done such a fantastic job in 
dehumanizing Palestinian people. So mm-hmm. because they've almost made them not human in a way, people feel mm-hmm. quite feel feel like they feel quite indifferent to them being bombed left, right, and center. Mm-hmm. Like way that like even when we had the Palestinian um ambassador when he's been interviewed and he talks a lot about you know his own losses in his life and family members that have been killed and it's just brushed over it's like okay fine half the family was dead but do you condemn Hamas and it's just like really like there's absolutely no there's no extension of empathy like they literally are dehumanized to a a point where they're not even human and Mm. when something isn't human people then don't feel um bad what's happening to them so yeah. people have been conditioned to, to to view Palestinian people as as not as not human really. So mm. that's why the, the that's why the feeling is the way it is right now, and that's why it's so important for you to look beyond the media. You need to see the humanity. When the media removes humanity from a situation, it's very easy for you to be apathetic, mm. and that's what's happened. You have to see the humanity in what's happening. If you don't see it, you will you can be silent. You can just scroll. <coughs> stories and not say anything you can be posting you'll get ready with me like it's like it's a normal day when meanwhile there's a genocide happening Mm. you know i mean you have to see the humanity in people and this is the same thing that's been done to us as black people the the language that is used it and that's why we need to start saying open air prison and call it a camp which is what they created yeah you know all these like all these words like i'm trying to be a lot more careful in the words that i use you know conflict war like it's not what this is it's yeah. not what because it, 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 it gives the illusion that this is an equal footing it gives the illusion even with the way that the us and the uk are like oh you know we're sending aid to israel meanwhile they have one of the most powerful armies on the planet mm. israel doesn't need the your aid. army trained the us right israel does not need the uk's missiles yeah they probably they have a fleet <laughs> of them but they're creating this illusion that you know israel is this fragile state that just needs the international community to come in and defeat hamas Mm. Meanwhile, they don't have a functioning government. They don't have a parliament. They don't have an army. They don't have any of this stuff. So if you take anything from this discussion today, it's about you looking beyond the media, looking beyond the noise and actually looking at what is happening. The truth is right there. It's not complicated. The truth is there. And that is a good segue into the final part of this discussion around, okay, so what do we do now? Because people will be like, well, what can I do? You know, like, okay, fine, I'm paying attention. What can I do? Read them books. I'm sorry. I've said it so many times on this platform. Read them books. There are plenty of ways to get your books now, plenty of ways to get your books with accessibility. Just read some books. And I know Tiff said that, like, TikTok is, like, a prompt. I don't even think TikTok is a prompt. I'm like, spend some time doing research. I know it's a cost of living crisis and I know that we are, we're trying to pay our bills. We're trying to like keep afloat, but I'm sorry. Like if you can't spend half an hour to research some books about a conflict that's been going on for like 75 years, then what's the point of you, to be honest? Mm. All you need is like half an hour a day to just do some research. Just like how, just like how you were at uni and you were doing use research at uni. Use those same practical skills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know a lot of us haven't been at uni, but use the, the, the practical common knowledge to just take some time out every day. 15 minutes. Start start easy. 10 minutes, 15 mm. minutes every day. Pick up a book and read the book and just get 
get some political appetite, some political knowledge buried within you. And just like Basaya said, it's about your practice and it's about habits. And it's like building these daily habits so that consistently over over time, you've learned something, you've achieved something, and you're you're able to take what you've learned or achieved and put it into action. It's not you're not going to be doing it overnight. Like you can't help anyone overnight unless you can like send some money or whatever. But you can't do anything unless you have been educated into what's going on. So, like Basaya said, like instill some daily habits. Go and research how to build habits and then once you know how to build habits then go do some reading about this conflict and then educate yourself and then try and build some sort of like some sort of political appetite so you can actually get involved in politics in general Mm. this is a part of our history now because you can't be sitting here and being like oh all of these palestinians died what did you do i didn't do anything Mm. we can't be this can't be the answer anymore we can't just be sitting down idle watching history go past us in real time only for us to say oh yeah that happened i didn't do anything like bitch are you okay (laughs) are you actually okay how are you sitting there watching history pass by and you've done absolutely nothing pick up a fucking book man Mm. thank you there's articles online Mm -hmm. if you can't if you can't bring yourself to part of your coin to buy a book there's articles online that you can read via pdf Mm -hmm. thank you for that and my my contribution to to what you can do there are palestinian people that are currently on the ground there are reporters there are palestinian influencers people with large platforms and they've all been saying the same thing that what we can all do is we can shout from the rooftops what is going on you need to amplify videos tweets everything that's coming out of Gaza right now, you need to be putting it on your social media so the world can see what is happening. That is the least that you can do because they have cut off electricity. They can't charge their phones, internet, all of these things that has given them a window to the rest of the world so we can see what's happening. If they don't have access to that, then we need to be the ones amplifying that information. So one of the things that we're going to do is in the description below, we're going to put a bunch of social media accounts that you can follow that have been following what's been happening over the last couple of weeks, um, live accounts of what's been happening, a lot of that stuff that completely contradicts what you'll see in the media. And it's important that that story gets out there because this is how history is lost. This is how history is whitewashed. This is how people are able to rewrite what happened because what actually happened, documents, videos, all these things, they are completely destroyed. So it's important to keep that going. We've got Palestinians that are in Gaza that are writing their last words on their socials, mm. saying their name, where they're from, their birthday, so that there's a record that they once existed. Mm. And mm. as heartbreaking as that is, we mm. need to be sharing that so these people are not forgotten. They're, they're writing like post on instagram my name is this this is who i am this is my family i had a life i wanted to do this share those screenshot it share it with your friends your family that's what you can do that's how we can keep their memories alive that's the least that you can do and that and you can do all of that from the comfort of your home you don't even have to leave your sofa and you can be making a difference by doing that anything more than that of course you can go out and protest 
you can go out and protest. There was a protest in London just the other day. I, I think there are more coming up across the UK. You can attend, you can be in person. You can, you can, they can see that they have support by you just leaving your house for a couple of hours and marching up and down the street. See it as your steps. Like literally, it doesn't take much. If you have the means, I know we're in a cost of living crisis, but if you have the means, there are a number of verified charities that you can donate to. I have donated to a few. Again, we will leave information. If you are in a position to donate, please donate whatever you can because there are people on the ground that need funds. They need funds to be able to treat people who have serious injuries. They need to be able to stay alive and to stay alive does need money. And if you can do that, please do that. Does anyone get any other suggestions? I would also caveat, I know I just cussed everyone out saying pick up and read a book, but I didn't leave any book recommendations. So <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I will make some recommendations. So these recommendations are actually from a Jewish author called um, Sim Kern, and they are a golf course author and they're um, an environmental journalist as well. And they write about like climate change and like queer identity and social justice. But um, they have a tick. TikTok and their recommendations were a book called The Ethnic Cleansing of Palestine. I just bought that yesterday. Thanks for the recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> Which is written by uh, an Israeli uh, Israeli historian called um, Ilan Pepe. And there's also The Hundred Year War on Palestine, A History of Settler, Colonial Conquests and Resistance by Rashid Khalidi. And if you are a neurodiverse babe like me, or even if you're just like a visual learner, there's also a graphic novel called Palestine, uh, written by Joe Sacco as well. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. And if you're listening and you weren't able to quickly catch that, it's fine. All of that information will be in the description so you can go and purchase those books. As I just said, I've purchased one of those books. And that there are there's just there's tons of resources like access to knowledge right now is not a problem. It is a choice to be ignorant right now. There is there are tons of resources. There are so many people out there that are working on the ground to make sure that the truth is out there. So you don't have an excuse. You, you don't. And um, ladies, do you have any last words, any parting words that you'd like to share before we round up? I would just say this honestly as i'm as i'm listening to you guys i'm just like this is real like this actually happened we, we're not even talking in past tense but i would say above all things we, you need to have a reset you need to dig deep and think about what your humanity humanity looks like to you there needs to be a lot of soul searching if politics is a part of it every day for whatever reason or you find you struggle to engage with this i think it's one of those ones you need to ask yourself what is the primary purpose of this humanity you have to strip it back. We get distracted every day because of things that are inflicted onto us and we think that make it becomes our God. We then believe that's all we have to focus on. But really and truly, what should we be focusing on? We're here to be stewards of the earth, to preserve the earth, to leave it for the next generation. That is our primary focus and we are failing at every front. So if anything you do in the day prevents you from fulfilling your primary function, then it's a distraction. And there will be times when you have to stop dreaming as an individual, stop having those ambitions as an individual and make sure that humanity is intact so then you can pursue your individual goals. It can't. You don't pursue your individual goals and think it will trickle down to humanity. You first start with humanity that lays the ground and then you do what you have to do. And every so often you have to resort back to focus on humanity. That's all I can really say. It's very well said. Thank you so much for that. Tiffany? Yeah, I agree with everything that's obviously been said, but I think for me... Um, part of your radicalism should come from inside with you. 
um, before you step out, before you speak, just question yourself more. I think we need, even even people that are knowledgeable, just question yourself more. Uh, why am I partaking in said activities? What am I doing this for? What's my intention? Um, and what's my contribution to my community? Because even though it's a lack of community, we belong to a community, a human community. Do you know what I mean? Like we're mm-hmm. all, we all need each other. And I think we are lost. We we think too individual. Like we impact each other. We rely on each other. So yeah, I think just bringing it back to us on a micro level, um, improve, self-improvement, like you said, tops were all flawed. And I think if you don't have those introspective moments, you just fall in a line of, of, of being willfully, willfully ignorant. So yeah. Thank you so much. And just on the line of being willfully willfully ignorant, there's something I wanted to mention earlier that I didn't, but I will very quickly mention it now because it's something that has been bugging me. I just need black Christians to understand that there is a difference between the biblical Israel, yeah, and the settler, settler colonial state Israel that we are seeing today. Okay? Oh, blood fire. I just want to put that out there. I just want to put. I just want to put that out there, please. Okay, today is Sunday, and I've seen a lot of stuff on the timeline. Please stop it. Stop it. I'm done. We not have to do a post. Oh, you did a post about this. I have to share. That. Yeah, no, Besaya did do a post about it, and I, I, I wish I could have shared. I will share it every single day. <laughs> right now, okay, because it just please, like I, yeah. Stop. Mm. Okay. Not a spiritual war, whatever that. Mm. It's not a holy war. Stop it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Dems has given you a lot of book recommendations there for you to go and read. Yeah. But please do that mm. because there are way too many black Christians. Yeah. Saying things that I'm like, oh my god, mm. I am going to get arrested today. Stop it. I never thought I would. It would see the day to say it, but close the Bible for a second. Oh, please. please. <laughs> no, it's true. I never thought I would come here. On, on a public platform and say it, but close the Bible for a quick second, please, right. I beg. You can open it a bit later, but there's a couple of other things that I need you to read before you decide to get on with the rest of your day. I don't think the Bible is even open. Like, when, when you look at it, you're like, what are you reading from? It's, it's no, 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 no. That's such a good point. You, you, you couldn't have even been reading. It's such a good point. In the Bible. Yeah. Because the how you live your life is so unbiblical, but on this particular thing, that's when everything is true. Mm. Right. I mean, it's just, it's just it's just the Americanization and the Westernization of Christianity, anyway. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Let's could, be honest. Let's not get too on that one. Yeah, yeah, we could get into an entire episode about that, but we just had to. I just could not end no, 100%. without saying that. So, thank you so much. Yeah, like there's just been a lot to we've we've de- we said a lot. Mm-hmm. And as I said in the very beginning, um, we knew that we were never going to completely do it justice. And, and that really wasn't the point. Like, mm-hmm. we're not we're not scholars, um, but we're doing the best that we can as everybody is. And mm-hmm. one of the things that we definitely are trying to do is completely like center Palestinian people, like mm-hmm. center them. This isn't about anyone else, like centering mm-hmm. them, centering what's happened, making sure that history um, is always honoured. Like we actually understand context. We're not. We're not erasing that. We're making sure that you know their legacies continue. And as we've said, like there are ways that you can do that. And I really hope that if you weren't aware before, we hope that maybe this has been an avenue for you to now go out and get more information. 
this is by no means a one-stop shop. Like you're not supposed to listen to this and be like, yeah, I'm clued up. This Mm. is a gateway into getting more information and understanding what's going on. I don't believe it's ever too late to educate yourself. Um, Mm. If you are just waking up to this, where have you been? But it's fine. It Mm. is absolutely fine. As I say, it's never too late to want to, to, to educate yourself, to get more information, to get more knowledge. But you know, you have to be proactive. You have to be willing to see the truth and too many of us are quite happy to with our, to just walk through life with our eyes closed mm. and you can't you can't do that you can't so we're we're begging you at this point is to please educate yourself and to do the, what you can so at least decades from now we're not looking at our grandkids and ashamed mm. you know like don't like as Raya said it best on her story that like you don't want to go to your grave and be like what did you do it was all for you. Like, yeah. what did you do? Do you know what I mean? And I'm not saying this to try and like guilt trip us. I'm just, I'm talking to myself as well. Mm. Like, what am I doing? What can I do? Mm. Right? What can I do? So, and do it, right? So that's it for this week. Um, as Busayo said, like, this is happening in real time. Um, this isn't something that's happened before. Like, we're living this. So I don't know where we're going to be next week. Um, every day I open social media, I'm like, wow, I don't, and I can't even seem to rip myself away from socials because I, I feel like I just can't, I feel like I can't rip myself away, even though what I'm looking is devastating. I feel like I can't look away. Um, and I think if you mentally can, don't look away, look at it, see it, digest it. Um, so yeah, so we, we say all of that to say that, um, you know, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. Please share this episode as widely as you can. We can really appreciate that. If you're, if you're share, please share this uh, with your friends, with your family. Um, this is a gateway to more information. So please do that. Um, thank you so much, um, Busayo, for joining us. Um, as always, it's always a pleasure. We love having you on. Um, we appreciate you so much. Um, Busaya has a new show coming out really soon as well. Um, it's all along the lines of giving us more information, understanding the world that we live in, understand that everything we do is political, mm-hmm. literally everything we do. And that's exactly what her show will center on is that everything we do is political and we are Busayo's number one fans, literally. Um, and we just want to wish you like all the best um, because we learn so much from you just by having conversations I learned so much from speaking with you and I just appreciate you always taking the time to join us um and to just chop it up with us um because it doesn't go unnoticed just how how much you've supported us and we just appreciate that so much always man it's a pleasure honestly it's a pleasure Mm -hmm. I feel like it speaks for itself your people that are trying to educate people have real conversations even when it's not popular and so I will always support those voices when it gets noisy and everyone's now in the conversation. Black Canvas is a platform that will still be speaking about the important issues, even when it's not in your news cycle. And that's why I respect it rather than lend my voice to somebody who thinks it's part of pop culture. Um, so keep doing what you're doing with you around, with myself around, we can create an ecosystem and hopefully people feel like they have an appetite now to engage important topics. And we can kind of be the standard for which we hope that the media can replicate so you guys motivate me to do what i'm doing and you know what i mean so mm-hmm. and vice versa we're here like you know mm. iron sharpens iron we're all here of course yeah well thank you so much for that um and yeah we're gonna sign off here and we're gonna just sign off by saying that we um we send our love and our support mm. and our prayers mm. to the palestinian people mm. um in case you are unclear it is free palestine free palestine, free palestine. Today, free tomorrow palestine. 
to the end it's free palestine yeah thank you so much for listening um and we will be back with another episode next week take care everyone bye bye bye